0: See mm-hmm. you
1: join me in prayer father we just thank you thank you for the power of your word the power of your will and Lord from whatever level each and every person in this room needs to lift up and trust you Lord we just walk in the I will I'll trust you Lord uh, from my lowest place I'll trust that you are the lifter of my head I trust you, Lord, God, with my needs, with my family, with my loved ones. I I trust you. I put them and lean on you, Lord God. I lean not to my own understanding. So, Lord, I just turn to you, and I trust you, Jesus. I trust that I'm forgiven. I I need you to receive that, probably more than anything else this morning. Trust that God has forgiven you, that you are set free, that the enemy that tries to attack you and tell you that you're not forgiven, that all these things you gotta do, the devil's a liar, You're, you're forgiven. Trust him in your confidence. Trust him in your finances. Lord, I will, I will, I will, Lord Jesus. Trust you, Lord. I thank you, Father, that I just need to give that up this morning. So there will be no hindrance to what I'm about to hear and to what, what God is going to do in my life. I just need to let him it, let it know that the, the slate is clean. I trust you, Lord. That impossible thing that I can't do, I trust you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could even ask or think. That, Lord, that weeping may have endured for a night, Lord, but joy came in the morning. I did not see morning coming, but it showed up. So I trust if you can make the day change, you will make my life change. And I I just receive you this morning. I just pray against the spirit of confusion. I thank you, Lord God, that Satan is the author of confusion. And Lord, I thank you that there will be a direct understanding. And Father, you said in all our getting, get understanding. We believe that we are receiving them in Jesus name, amen, amen. In my difficulty close uh, in my difficulty, I just felt like you know as I was saying that um, you know even our, getting in our last week just preparing this message I've had this title and and for for probably over a week a, or so and uh it just seemed like it was a struggle to write, uh, to put down. I was like, God, you know, this was so exciting when it came to me. So I believe in God. It's going to be better said than written. And, uh, and so we'll roll with that. But it's called growing in the dark. Uh, you know, in order to glow in the dark, you got to have some special chemicals. But it's always good to know that we can grow in the dark. A seed is powerful in the ground. The most powerful place is when it is pushed into the darkness and pushed into the place where it can't be seen. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but there have been times where I felt like I've just been pushed out of the way, overlooked, put down maybe. And God has said, man, that's the perfect spot to grow. If I would have known now what I... If I'd have known then what I know now... I would have known to grow there and not stay there, amen? So Psalms 119 and verse 54 through 56, it says, Thy statues have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night and kept thy law. This I had because I kept thy precepts. And Father, I just pray, I thank you, Lord, lead us lead me to speak in ways of understanding that we get get our understanding and prepare to live and go with you we thank you for your direction in jesus name amen amen i i as i saw this i thought man he says i i i just i remember thy name in the night and i thought well, yeah, man, you know, the, the one name that we forget sometimes is to say the name of Jesus because things are dark around us and we're struggling. Like, I, I'm, I'm a believer. Things are not supposed to get dark. Oh, contraire. The fact you are believing means that you can handle the dark, right? The whole thing, God will never give you more than you can handle. But the very fact that there's something dark, don't quit on yourself. That means God can bring you through it. That means you have the power to believe. But don't forget the name. As we talked about our, our friend, uh, prodigal, oh, prodigal, prodigal guy who didn't forget his father's name. Even he lost everything, but the fact that he remembered his father was enough to restore him. You can lose everything, but if you can keep remembering you have the heavenly father, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. You can, you can get back to where you need to be. So, so it also says in the first part, I have kept thy statues and, have been, and they have been my songs. It, it has been my song, the word of God. It's worship. It's a power of worship. And that's exactly what it's talking about. The best way to grow in the dark is to sing unto God. It's, it's just to worship. It's just to, see. It already better than what I wrote. So worship is amazing because it doesn't require light or a favorable situation to bring growth in a dark time. I, I don't have to have light to worship. Right, I don't have to have things going my way. I can just sing unto God, and just worship there. Because when I worship to God, I'm just worshiping His stuff. So, so pastor, if you say we worship, and how am I supposed to worship when we when we grow in the dark, it renders Satan's attacks useless against us. Why are they singing? It's confusing to him. Why are they singing? Why, why are they excited? And, and I remember I was explaining to some, some kids uh, Friday when we played baseball, and, and we, were, we, were, we were just talking to them about, you know, baseball players. Big thing about baseball is you get to heckle people, you get to talk about people, because the whole thing is because it's a thinking game, you have to get them off their thoughts. And especially if the player's really good, you have to be insulting. Very good. I was good. The one thing I could do is I could insult, and I was loud, and I was always loud, and they threw baseballs at my head whenever I came up to bat because I would talk the whole time. One thing we learned to do, and and our our team was uh, 99.1% black and the 1% was Hispanic guy. We learned to not hear racial slurs from the crowd, from the parents, because when they couldn't beat us, they would attack us, right? And we learned, like it wasn't even a big deal. What we did not learn how to do, though, was deal with someone who talked about our mama. Now, we couldn't handle it. Now, we, and I was explaining to them, we were at a game, we were playing a game, and we were winning, and they were, I mean, they are saying all kind of stuff with, you know, every term that you could use, but one of them talked about our center fielder's mama, and when we looked back, he had jumped the fence, him and the other outfielders, and he was in the back of this truck, and they were fighting, and so we all jumped the fence. Why are we over here? They said something about my mama, and we lost it. Like, you can call us whatever you want to, but don't talk about mama. Right? Mama's the one that showed up in the dark. Mama was the one that grew us out of some stuff. So don't play the dozen. You can play the race card all you want to, but don't dozen. It's like, why was that so important to us? Because, you know, the other stuff wasn't true, and even what they said about your mother wasn't true, but you didn't want her to try to be true. Right? And and our coach, and it was his first year, he was, he was, he was, it was second year, and he was crying because he'd never heard that stuff before. And he's goes, Y'all are just kids, and y'all are going through this, and you know, we'd always gone through church and stuff like that. And 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 we were like, why is he crying? Why are he acting like that? Like it it was, it was something that hurt him deeply, and it changed him and us to understand that those words can't hurt you. And no matter how things look, those words can't stop you. And he, was, he, was, he began to teach us, don't get all caught up on the mama thing. They don't know your mama. Just like y'all don't get caught up on the race thing. Don't, don't get caught up. And I want to say this. The devil doesn't really know you, right? He can talk about your past, but he doesn't know you, right? He can talk about certain things, but he doesn't really know you. And so you have to go back and say, I'm just not going to let that distract me. So we have to grow in the dark. So when we grow in the dark, it renders Satan's attacks against us useless. So the greatest lyrics, the greatest song, your greatest worship song, if you don't don't know it, it's it's in there. You don't have to know all the lyrics, just know Bible scriptures. Jesus wept, just like I'm crying. Right? It, It is the greatest lyrics. He says... I know your precepts. And when you see the word precepts and statutes, that means the word. That's what that's talking about. And so I sang the word of God. You know, by his stripes, I'm healed. <laughs> Whom shall I feel? I believe in Jesus. You know, you just got to, <laughs> you just got to just sing the word of God Have a song in your heart, rejoice, and just sing the word and be excited about that. Just sing it. Just sing it. God shall supply all my needs, riches, and glory. You make it up. However, just make sure it's the word of God. It's like, man, how can I sing when things are dark? Because if you don't sing when things are dark, they'll just keep getting darker. It's the one thing that you need to be your light. So, so knowing that that latest song is not it. We will get through what we are going through, just keep singing. I will get through what I'm going through when I sing to God, not complain to God, not talk about my problems, worship God. See, anytime I get ready to complain and go, well, see, things haven't changed, and neither have you. Because if you're talking about what hasn't changed, that means you haven't changed enough to sing to God So that you can be free from what's not changing on the other end right it's gotta gotta be able to do that and so we we got to be able to look in those things to be able to overcome that and that that takes time when you go through a tough situation we have some systems we have some addictions that we do on a regular basis when things go bad so in in our men's meeting we talked about breaking bad uh not the show Y'all like, man, I finally got to a church that, that finally say some stuff that, yeah, let's talk about that. And got some Gilmo girls and all that stuff. But listen, breaking back. But, but part of this book, and if, it says if you want to break a bad habit, you have to build a good one. You have to build a good one. It's the law of displacement. And, and a lot of times what we do is say we tell people to stop, but we don't tell them where to go. <laughs> it's probably a better way to say that, but <laughs> but, but, it's like, it's like if it, I, and I, I speak for a company called Just Say Yes. And I go, why is it called Just Say Yes? Because we're so busy, we're, we're tired of kids saying, don't do drugs, don't do this. But to say yes to yourself, you have to move in that direction. And I can't move in that direction without God, right? So if I take credit for all the good, I need to take responsibility for all the bad, Right? Miss Jenny, you didn't feel well. It's my fault. I did it wrong. But Breaking Bad, it says that. Again, the only way to break the sin habit is by establishing a prayer habit. And I might add fasting. Ah, I like that part. Habit might just double your chance. And we notice noticed that Paul just said, didn't just say walk not after his flesh. He also said walk after the spirit. Making a decision against something is only half the battle. The other half is making a decision for something. By the way, if you tell your kid what's wrong with them, tell them what can be right with them. Okay? If you're going to tell one, tell the other. They used to say, say as many positive things as you do negative things. This is a marriage relationship class. You know, try to try to do that. You complain about something. Say ten things positive. In, in Colossians chapter three, uh, verse fifteen through seventeen, it says, "And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and that ye, that and and be ye thankful." Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the, and, and the Father by him. So, so dark times and circumstances, right, attack our peace immediately. The first thing that comes under attack is being peaceful. I mean when things go dark, you're like, man, how am I gonna fix it? Your peace is interrupted. And Colossians 3:15 just said, Let God's peace rule our heart. Well, the rule of my heart needs to be the peace of God. so if something's got me up where I can't sleep and I can't function, I need to give my heart and God get me back to peace. That needs to be the rule. That needs to be my rule that I'm going to have peace with God and I'm going to stay until that peace comes to me. What happens is, is people sit and wait for peace to come. They do nothing when the peace is in the word. So if you don't read the word, don't wait for peace to come because you don't know when it's going to get there. So that means we have to be proactive. Got to be proactive. Proactive. The Bible says faith without works is, so if it doesn't have anything to it, you're not going to get anything through it. Gosh, I got about 30 more rhymes to work with you this morning. But again, right, right, it's like I, I, I got to be able to, to, to do this and, and be able to serve. So dark times and circumstances attack our peace immediately, causing a domino effect for forgetting the word. Because when we're out of peace, we're out of the word of God. We forget The word of God. We forget it. We forget to even say it. And not that we're unchristian. We're just like, man, I'm under so much pressure. All I can talk about is the pressure other than praising the father. Right? So if I can get back, if I could just say something peaceful out of my mouth and peaceful out of my heart. And I don't know what has happened during this fast. But I can tell you one thing has happened during this fast. It has ignited me to be uh, uh, just wanting to be more loving or, or do stuff. Like I cleaned the kitchen. All of it. Wash the dishes. All of them. Because there's time you can wash some dishes, have you ever liked the dishes you like to wash? And the ones you don't like, huh? Holla, you like like to leave all the knives and forks and stuff in there because it takes too long to get to each and every one, just let them soak for six or seven days? Huh? (laughs) And God is like, no, I need you to clean all that. you mean after I've been at work all day? Yes. Yes, it's not that big a deal. You and, your, you and your boys, you and your sons is the one that messed it up. You and all your little protein shakes and all your little, your little fasting smoothies. It's on you. Right? And, and so, and I got in there and I was thinking like, what's happening with me? Because I was really enjoying it. And I don't want to enjoy this. I want to not enjoy this because I don't want to be waking up in the middle of the night. I just want to do the dishes when I get home. I just want to be like, no, uh-uh. Oh, Lord, stop it now. He says, but in order to break bad, you're going to have to do something good. If you ever want to clean up every part of your life, sometimes you need to clean up at your life. Sometimes we want things fixed, but we don't want to walk in a fixing mode. Huh? I, I want to I I fix something. I don't know how, Lord. He says, here's something you can fix. You remember. Worship is a song of thanks that we are going to live in God in everything we do. It's not worship. Worship will, worship will make you cry. Worship is like, oh my gosh, I remember your word. You reminded me, you strengthened me. You strengthened me, Lord God, to, to be able to go forward and go on. Thank you, Lord, for, for the overcoming power. And probably our, our favorite, uh, our, uh, one of my favorite verses, John 16:33, that in this world we'll have tribulations. It says, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. But this verse, this, one's, this translation, American Standard says, but take courage, I've overcome the world. There's nothing more discouraging then uh, I, I think I, said, I was telling you guys Wednesday night how my mother used to always be so excited whenever my twin and I made it home from somewhere. If I went on a baseball trip, she'd be so excited, like, oh, I'm so glad you made it, like, as if I was going to go somewhere else. But she was, to be like, like, ridiculously way too excited, and, and uh, my, my twin, you know, it hit him, and he said, do you know why she's like that, right? And I go, no, and I wish she would stop because she acts like we're not coming home. She goes, he goes, you remember Alan, your brother, never came home. He died. So anytime we return, she rejoices. So all that she could do, she could not, she can't get him to come back home anymore. He, he's never going to come back home, so she has to live through us coming home. So don't get frustrated with her because she's glad to see you. And I was, I was like, "Why are you acting like that? She goes, and you know, and I can't say it to her because it's a whole different conversation. But he was trying to teach me. Uh, Some of us, we really need to realize that we need to see one another because there are others we're missing. And to break that bad habit of chasing them, we get to look upon one another and rejoice. Man, thank you, I, I got you. That is not dark in me anymore. So I'm of courage. I have overcome the world. Courage is another ingredient that we need for growing in the dark. So whenever fear tries to show up, it is there to steal a needed growth for the next level. So I think about what am I afraid of? What sends me in terror? What sends me in fear? We were talking about in our, our, our spiritual gifts class yesterday and, and just trying to get it to where we were wanting to go, that there are some people who can serve and they have the gift of a servant. And they may be able to do a lot of things, but there are some people gifted in areas that can do that thing great. Worship brings you back to that servant part. Brings you back to that place where, God, we can, we can believe and get through this. right? All things are possible that though it may be dark, you're bringing things to light. And the light is coming up on me. First Peter chapter two, verse nine through 10. He says it this way, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession to proclaim the virtues of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous night. So to think about, it, you've already been called out of darkness. So no matter how dark it gets, you've already got a call. God has already made the call. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That means you got all the stuff you need. And you guys probably heard the story of the guy who was, who was, whose house had flooded, and, and, and he prayed, God, God, deliver me. And, and a boat came by, and he told him, no, y'all go ahead. I'm waiting on God. God delivered me, and and then something else came by, and he said, no, I'm waiting on God. He said, God delivered me, and a helicopter came by, dropped it, said, this is the last thing we can send, and he says, no, I'm waiting on God. He died. He drowned, and he go, God, why didn't you save me? He said, I sent three people to get you, right? Never underestimate that God will use people to help you right? You can sit on your roof and keep your head down, bowed and praying, which is good. But when God sends the answer, you may need to look up because die on your knees. Salvation puts us in God's light. That's a great, great light. So I, you think about that. And it's the other thing about this book is in psychology it's called a double mind. If you're focused on what you shouldn't do, you probably won't do what you should do. That's a double mind because I'm so focused on not I don't know what is. And part of an addiction, right, you sell them, explaining to them how I, I used to suck my finger like this just to do it. And, and if there are some other pictures that would show this tooth used to be up here. The other one used to be down here just because of the way my knuckle worked. And they put hot sauce on it and all that did was make me want spicy food. It didn't work. It didn't work until, and I forget who said it, but somebody said to me, you will never be able to stop sucking your finger. That's, there's so many I couldn't. How many of y'all are that kind of messed up in the head where somebody tell you you can't do something? Yeah, I'm about to do it right now in your face. And I slept on my hand, slept with my hand behind my back, and I've never put it in my mouth that way again, for whatever reason. I don't know why I was even doing it for comfort, but you know, you you know, you get around that age, and, and it just don't look right. And at eight, I mean, we used up. I mean, they would put rings of jalapenos on there. And I would just eat them right off of there. Just lick them right off of there. What you going to do? Now pepper spray next? Come on, bring it. I ate your hot sauce. But I think that sometimes that we forget to apply what God has put in us to do. And then just sit around and wait for things to just go away. God, it's going to be light in the morning. Well, I don't want to stay up all night worried. I need to grow through this and lay down and go to sleep and knowing that, that I've prayed and believed God that it's going to be okay. I need to move forward. We live in a fallen world. Every time there is a dark situation, it is an opportunity for us to grow. Opportunity for us to grow. It's an opportunity for us to, to use our faith and use the, use the part that God has given us. But before we, before we were saved, we didn't have an option but to repeat the darkness without Answers. We call these generational curses. Everyone, we repeated darkness. We repeated the hurts. And we repeated the pain because of generational curses. Well, whoever was irresponsible over us and, and irresponsible to let us see the things that we saw that created these things, that created these problems, created these addictions. Whatever we saw when, 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 when we would go visit my father who was all caught up in all of his junk and we saw everything. As a little kid, God had to show up and deliver us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Now, my mom banned us from going over there at certain times, but she couldn't undo what we had already seen. Right? So, it's one thing, right? You can take your kid out of the problem, but sometimes the problem is still in the kid. Right? The, The lack of whatever it is. So we need to point them in a different direction. The only thing that we have to do is keep our focus. So darkness to a believer is designed for us to come out of it because of God's marvelous light. He has put within us some design to come out no matter how dark, right? No matter how dark it is, I've got a design to come out. I, that means I have to walk. I have to take steps. I have to stay. I have to step. The steps are ordered of the Lord. Uh, probably our greatest uh, songs is uh, Acts chapter 16 verse 25 through 26. You would have thought I would have started with this verse, but I didn't. I, I can tell that I'm pretty wrapped up into this because I'm really starting to sweat. So I, I'm just letting y'all know now. I miss the cold. At and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. It didn't say they went out and tried to cut the chains. It didn't say they went out and tried to uh, run over the guards and all that stuff. It says that they sang and they prayed, sang and they prayed, they trust God. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, earthquake they they couldn't create on their own so that the foundation of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's hands were loosed. Paul and Silas grew in that dark moment. Grew in that dark moment. It just grew in such a point. And and I only think like just, just even just put you out there or put that out, put this out there for you. If you've ever been addicted to something, it's dark. It's such a dark thing to be in that addiction, to the point where you're going like, I'm never gonna be anything different. I'm never going to be anything better, and this is what the enemy would want you to believe. I'm never going to change. I'm dark. You have to get up, sing to God, trust God, and then start taking steps like a free person. A lot of people don't want to take steps like a free person. They just want to be a person that, oh, it's just going to fall off me. No, they don't. No, they don't. And we have to walk out and walk toward what we desire for God, from God, and be able to be in that place. So they sing, Paul and Silas grew in the dark in such a powerful way that it loosed those that were in prison. And I still got some loved ones I want out of some things. I still got some, some, some addicts in my family that I want to see them free But I need to sing through that thing, and I need to speak to that thing and be willing to step to them and and be willing to share the word with them and walk them through it. This is one thing to talk about it, but we need to be about it, right? It's kind of having gear and no game that we want to pull through as God helps us, as God guides us, because he'll show us exactly what to do. He'll show you exactly the steps that need to be taken. So that part of a believer's life begins to grow. Our growth in the dark breaks chains of those around us. Including, including our kids. Right? I want them to be strong enough not to even enter into the stuff that we had to go through. I want to be bold enough to be able to walk away courageous enough to stand on their own and take care of everything that God has called them to take care of and I believe I believe we're gonna do it but if they see us just failing like every time something goes wrong we just melt down oh my life's never gonna change it's all gonna be messed up and your kids will do the same thing they'll get in, in a, they'll get in a test and they don't know one answer they'll just stop taking a whole test Kids have been in counselor's office. They go, why don't you do any of the answers? Well, I didn't know the first one, so I just quit taking all of it. And so we want to pull them into that place. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. I don't know how you're sitting there with that blanket on, and I'm sweating like I'm working in a fry department at McDonald's. Good night. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 through 11. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Okay? Casting all. That means you got to do something. You got to. Here you go, God. Be sober. Be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resisteth steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called, to, uh, called us unto the eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, not even established, just established, strengthen and <laughs> settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Uh, a great growth in the dark is knowing that all our cares belong to God. Great way to go. Grow a great way to grow but darkness does have a way of disorienting if you've ever been in dark dark rooms for long periods of time i'm not going to even tell you where i learned this from but if you could shut out all the light and you can leave someone in there for over 12 minutes they will begin to become disoriented i'm talking no light and become to become disoriented in just a little bit because they won't know where the door is and they don't know if the one thing you can feel if we turn out all these lights and got rid of all the exits and just did not let you see any form of a door of an exit you will become confused in your mind they call it in prison solitary confinement they call it solitary confinement there are people walking in in a spiritual solitary confinement saying i don't know if i'm ever gonna get because it's so dark I don't see the exit. I don't see how to get out. And and God is like, You got light in you. But you got to walk it out. You just can't sit there and quit and sit there and just wait for things to go away and sit there and wait for things to get better. This is how we started getting kicked out of family reunions and our. In our family, my like twin and I, because we got tired of them bragging about the, the evil things that were going on in our house, and so nobody's saying anything or doing anything to change it. Isn't that a great boy? is that boy good? No, he isn't good. What he did was wrong. Y'all get out. Take your kids, too. Because we told the truth. Right? Simple. Actions speak louder than words. But people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And the only way we're going to know how much you care is that you're going to have to walk in what God has cared for you to walk in. Right? I believe. It. I, I do want you to be a person of action. Person of action. Some of the things that you have given up for this fast never seem so pleasing to you to you can't have them. And they seem to be available everywhere. Right? You say to a person, that, now let's think about it. We're in this fast something just, you know, uh, Justice was telling me when I picked him up from the sleepover he had. He said they were having, he, so he gave up chocolate and stuff like that. He said they were having some kind of fondue. Fondue. Fondue is a chocolate something? Yeah. And I said, that wasn't fun, dude, was it? <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, see what you did there. See what you did there. He goes, no. But he says, I, I never wanted it so bad. till I, And then I had to start focusing what I do want from God. See, because the only way I can't get rid of that attraction, but I can be attracted somewhere else, right? If you've ever broken up with someone, I don't know what that's like, but if you've ever broken up with someone and it wasn't the fact that you didn't even have to remember them anymore because you may have been attracted to someone else and it was easy to move on from them. Well, I I want to for you to be attracted to the word of God. Attracted to your song, attracted to your development, attracted to the things God has for you. Goodness is not the absence of badness. After all, you can do nothing wrong and still do nothing right. Amen. Amen. I want you guys to bow your heads. I'm gonna pray over you and then get a bath towel. Stop sweating. Now as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed and you just you begin to just pray. Father, we just we just thank you, Lord. And I don't know where everybody is, obviously I don't. But whatever moment that is seemingly just dark. And you have given us the title of being a seed and realize a seed is in its greatest element when it's planted in the ground dark from all light Lord I thank you for showing each and every person here that there's an opportunity for growth that's happening in them right now an opportunity to rise and bloom greater than ever before maybe there's a dark heart that's in here heart that just says I just don't see any light I don't see any better Lord I thank you for your word arriving in such a powerful way that even that heart begins to just grow. Even that heart begins to just receive. That mind begins to see where dark is no matter how dark it is. I mean, we pray over our kids when they walk into certain classrooms and they just don't get it. They just don't understand. It's just dark. But I pray for growth in the dark. If they're not entering into another class, enter another place where things are dark, relationships that seems to be dark, that Lord God to that, that family begins to grow in their darkest moments. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, you're in here, not if you're in here because you're in here, you're in here and you said, I don't know Jesus. I've never publicly accepted Jesus, uh, but I want to be right with God. If that's you, as people's heads are bowed and they're praying, I want you to raise your hand so we can just pray over you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're in here. We're all in the house. Now, if you're uh, in dark places or just know people that are in some dark places, we're just going to lift them up and you up to pray for you. Maybe you did a thing that my mother did for a long time, blamed herself for my brother's death. Blame the people that went before her. And it wasn't until we could get her and understand that you never would have taken credit for him being delivered or taken credit for all the other good things that happened to him. Don't take the blame for the bad. So would you just agree with me in prayer? Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're saying thank you for this dark time because as I grow through this dark time, I realize I'm rendering Satan helpless against me. He will not be effective because now I know what to do when things are dark in my mind and in my soul. That I know that I can turn to you, Lord God, and realize I'm growing in that place. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that I worship you. That I give you my song in this place and those around me my loved ones and my relatives those who just can't see any way out I thank you Lord God that they'll see that the King Lord Jesus is there for them that he'll never leave them or forsake them that he will always be there where we can't be where we cannot go where all the miracles that you've done Lord God even though we didn't pray for them to happen they happened anyway I thank you Lord God for you making a way throughout this dark time, throughout this dark situation. Maybe your finance, maybe you've made some mistakes over and over again. Why would I put myself into this position? Who does this to themselves? Who who do who, who does this and make things harder on their own life? Why why would I do that? But in Jesus' name, not why would you do it? But watch you and God walk through it. Watch you and God go over and be victorious and realize that everything that left you couldn't have helped you anyway so father we just receive it we walk together thank you lord god for showing us this dark has no power over us that we are walking through and we're growing through and we're going to come out stronger on the other side in jesus name everybody say amen amen